The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverthepy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life to build a better you. Stay tuned. That's how intense this episode is. Oh my gosh, why are we throwing papers? (laughs) We're throwing because it's an intense episode. My goodness. I know. It isn't. So is journaling intense? It depends on how you journal. There's three types of journalists. Mm -hmm. There's mushy feeling journalists or journalingers. Journalingers? Journalists. A journalist would probably be someone who reports on the news. (laughs) But there's mushy people, Mm -hmm. there's factual people, and then there's intense people. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just say I'm the latter. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. I'm Jesse. And we bring you habits of successful people. Yep. Um, real quick, some housekeeping. Mm-hmm. We are in podcast world still. Yes. We are also on YouTube. Yep. So if you want to watch us, go to YouTube and just type in the Morning Struggle Podcast and we'll come up. Go to the YouTubes. Go to the, go to the YouTubes. And, uh, and what we do here is we bring you habits of successful people. Yep. We implement them in our lives. We hopefully you implement them in your lives Mm -hmm. and we all get a little bit better at being successful. And what what are we doing right now? We're doing the back to basics. What is a back to basics? Back to basics is taking the habits that we have found have been most successful and kind of the easiest and most most benefit. And they're actionable. They're just, they're kind of easy to implement. Not easy, but, but they're actually implementable. Yeah, so it's quick. It's black quick and white. to actually do. You can black, black and, and white. white. You yeah. wake up at 5 a.m. Okay, I can do that. You know, right. you meditate. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. And today we're talking about journaling. Journaling or diarying. Don't say that word out loud. Or <laughs> <laughs> writing in your diary. Or writing in writing your diary. Writing in your diary. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 I keep a diary. Mm-hmm. You keep a journal. What's the difference between a diary and a journal? You know what? I don't know. Is one just like, I am pretty high class and scientific. I'm going to keep a journal. And one one's like, I'm a 12-year-old girl. I'm going to keep a diary. Well, and, and maybe that's what it is. It's based on emotional and like, I don't know, kind of sexist a little bit. Because like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh-huh. That, they're, it's bringing the, the diary back for boys, right? Yeah. So um, I think it's... Diary so whether you, whether you journal, journal, whether you journal or diary, mm-hmm. I'm a diary kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I like to lock away my emotions. I got a little key in mine. Yeah, like a it, little, the key you wear it around your neck. I wear it around my neck. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep, that's why I can't go to the pool anymore because <laughs> uh, you might lose it, and then everybody knows your secrets. All right, we got way off track there. <laughs> so let's get into why journaling is will help you will help you be successful, and why successful people journal. This day in history. For our history segment today, yeah. we are going to talk about some of the most famous and influential journalers of all time. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. So what what is a journal, essentially? It's a documentation of your day-to-day life. Right. Well, so you, th- you say, well, that's great. I'm going to talk about my emotions and how I feel and, and what boys didn't call me that day. Well, not really. If you document your day-to-day life and then thousands of years later, people can read your day-to-day trials and tribulations yeah they get a little bit of insight into what the real world was like it's some of the best historical records and that's why they're super famous the first one marco polo 1254 to 1324 he was one of the first travel journals 
He, so is a travel journal where they go on an adventure and they document what's going on? Yeah, they on. say like, I'll go to college next year. I'm going to get a backpack and go traveling to Asia because that's where Marco Polo went. Okay. So Marco Polo. He, Wait, he went to college and went to Asia? No, like that's, what they, that's what they do. You know, it's like, oh, I got to travel the world before I go to college. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. This is one of the earliest recorded travel journals. He was Venetian mm-hmm. and he went to Asia. And then he wrote a book called Book of the Marvels of the World, which is his kind of journal entries from his travels. Oh, very cool. So he brought back spices and just mainly, though, information because the spice trade was already going a long time. Marco right. Polo wasn't the first one to be like, hey, what's over these mountains? Oh, it's Asia. Let me bring back some stuff. Right. Not <laughs> really. But he, brought, he he wrote a very influential book. Okay. And now everybody has him to thank for one of the greatest swimming pool games we've ever had in our entire <laughs> existence. Uh, next one. Ready? Look. Yeah. There you go. Oh, intense, intense journaling. Leonardo da Vinci, fourteen fifty two to fifteen nineteen, Renaissance era, era. Right. Right. We talked about the Renaissance before. Mm-hmm. Just like people were drawing amazing pictures. You know what? I bet his journal was crazy. His journal crazy. is crazy. Leonardo da Vinci was was ridiculous. You ready? Um, Italian painter. Um, he recorded his thoughts in a series of papers and notes, and then it was all put together into a journal. So he didn't have like one book. So he like had a bunch of papers, and, and little, then he had some poor college kid. Yeah, he was put a it all di- together. He was a little disorganized, as great as he was. But this had mechanics and astronomy, anatomy, art, uh, engineering. He had architectural designs. What? So he he really was like the Renaissance man. He, he kind of all the things did it all. He also did some creepy stuff, like he took dead bodies and he 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 took them apart to see how they worked and that was against the law back then it's, it was, i think it's against the law today too it is well it's against but, the law today too. i mean honestly that's how we learn but we do it now we do it now we just have to get a permit for it yeah, so he was he wasn't you gotta go permits. to your state office yeah i know um so anyway you can get his journals in the british library no kidding you can, you can look at them yep wow. um ludwig van beethoven 1770 to 1827 yeah i don't know if anybody's heard of him he was a, a composer, like played the piano. You're talking about Beethoven. Beethoven, the dog. Oh, the, do- <laughs> the dog movie. He kept a really nice journal. Um, anyway, he kept numerous notebooks, notebooks, journals, and letters. Oh. And he had a quick temper and a furious demeanor. A furious? A furious demeanor. Um, <laughs> but a few of his letters that were published after he died mm-hmm. kind of showed a softer and deeper side of Beethoven. Oh. It was called the Halgenstad tri- uh, Testament. Anyway, he named his papers. Like, he named each one of his journal entries. Oh, no kidding. He was he was a pretty grand dude. Yeah. Uh, but he, German composer, again, he revealed his deafness, deep depression, his struggles hiding it. So a lot of these famous people kept journals not only for accurate record, but to kind of cope. Yes. And you'll yeah. talk about that, too. It's one of the yeah. best coping skills. Yep. Next guy, Charles Darwin, 1809 oh, Darwin. to 1881. The Mr. Beagler himself. <laughs> he was aboard the HMS Beagle, Her Majesty's ship. Um, and he wrote The Voyage of the Beagle. And that was where like the origins of um, evolution and all his books so, came from. I didn't get any of those jokes. Uh-huh. Not a single Someone one. Someone will get those jokes. Oh, yeah. You'll be like, oh, The Beagler. I got it. What a, what a good joke, Ty. Good job. Hey, my jokes are highbrow here. Uh, 1831 to 1836 is when he was on The Beagle. And that was one of his most famous things. But then he started diarying. He started journaling. <laughs> Diarying. Um, but this is something crazy about Darwin. You ready? What? Uh, his son, Francis, mm-hmm. said that he would take a whole year of journal entries and condense them into one page on a three by four inch notebook. What? So one, one three inch by four inch page for an entire year. 
He said, no was, kidding. He says like, hey, I got left out of a lot of your journal entries because there wasn't room for me. Like, hey. He said, he said, it, the journal, is unfortunately written with great brevity. So oh. anyway, you can get Charles Darwin journals online. What? Yep. If there's an online archive. What? His, his little ones? His condensed one or like the... I didn't. I didn't look it up because I am not that. Because it would take like years for me to read his big one. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, but he was probably just his, his one inch one that was like I took went on a ship, saw some turtles in Galapagos. I'm like, <laughs> well, that was a good year. That was cool. All right, ready? Uh, Marie Curie, eighteen sixty-seven to nineteen thirty-four. You know who she is? Nope. First woman to win a Nobel Prize. Oh my gosh, I am yeah, you awful. Sh- you should have known her. She uh, worked with radioactivity. So she was one oh. of the breakthrough people who developed nuclear-ish stuff. And her journals are on display at the Bibliothèque Nationale in Paris. Oh, Now, the cool. interesting thing about uh-huh. Marie Curie is that because she worked with radioactivity, she kind of ended up dying from radioactive poisoning complications. I would assume that. Well, radioactive stuff doesn't just go non-radioactive once you stop using it. So all of her journals are radioactive. No So they way. are in this library, this biblioteca, uh-huh. and they are in lead-cased uh, boxes. And if you want to see them, you have to sign a liability waiver and they'll take them out for you. No kidding. Because they are giving off, they're giving off radiation. I don't know how much radiation they actually have on them. But so you have to, you have to write that you won't sue them when you die from it. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, we got two more. You ready? Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill, oh. 1874 to 1965. Uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain during World War II. I bet it, super famous guy. I bet it was an epic journal to read. Okay, I bet he it was. was really... And this is this is my point from this one. Uh-huh. So he was an accomplished writer and journalist. So oh. he was pretty flamboyant in his writings. Mm-hmm. And they were very um, self-beneficial for his reputation. So, so he, he did some pretty epic he, things in he, there. He, he did some pretty epic stuff in his journal that may or may not have happened. He's like, you know, like, like today I rode shirtless through the, through the outback and killed a bear with my bare hands. And you're like, whoa, Churchill was great. And you're like, yeah. Churchill was watching Netflix that day. He was not doing anything. Um, so anyway, in your journal, I'd say what you, your feelings and coping skills, but I'd also put a few things in there. You're like, yeah, make your grandkids think that you yeah. are just epic. Like I fought all get a, out. a band of robbers, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. I saved a child, a bus full of children or something, mm-hmm. just so they know when they when they come to you, they're like, yeah, this person was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the last one in this article, mm-hmm. I don't know why they put it here, but I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Because I was super upset about it. Courtney Love's journal. No. 1964 to whenever. Um. So her 2006 memoir, Dirty Blonde. She, she's the Ono of our generation. We're kind of in the Nirvana generation. We are. And um, so Kurt Cobain, famously, him and Courtney Love had a tumultuous relationship. And then he committed suicide and stopped one of the greatest bands in the history of the world. So what does her memoir do? I don't know. Even if you're not a good person, write a journal so I can be mad about it in our podcast. That's that's it. They put Courtney Love on there and they didn't put um, Robert Scott. Or what about Anne Frank? Oh yeah, Anne Frank. She's probably she's probably number one. Every she's, she's probably number one. I mean, every maybe kid I should have done to... some better research on <laughs> instead of the third Google hit. I was waiting. I was waiting for Anne Frank, and then Courtney Love comes up. Anne Frank's probably <laughs> above Courtney Love just a little bit, just and love. then and then Robert Scott, the famed journal of the Antarctic expedition where they died. That like, would be an like amazing 10 journal or 12 too. Twelve miles yeah. from their base because of a blizzard, and he wrote during his whole time of expiration. Oh my gosh, so, that would be a really rough. Yeah. 
journal yeah. to read. So that's that's journal entries. But that's interesting. So that is them, super famous people. Mm-hmm. But they weren't famous at the... Well, they kind of were famous at the time. But they weren't famous, like now famous back then. Right. So write your journal now. So when people are like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, the most famous person in the world, kept a journal when they were a nobody. Yeah. And then and, they can you can read about how all the boys didn't call you. And then none of the boys are calling me anymore. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there you go. That's all I got for history segment of journaling. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. So let's get into what we can do to actually start implementing journaling in our life as a coping skill, as a building block, whatever it is you do with your brain. The two reasons we would start journaling for a mental health kind of purpose would be um, goal creation and problem solving. Okay. Right? Um, Or mental clarity and stability. Okay. So there's that third one of where you're actually like documenting events where you're like going on a traveling trip or something and you document where you're going. You're an adventure, you travel, or yeah. you, you're Darwin and you want to invent evolution. Right, but the majority of us... The majority of us are not doing that. Y- yeah, we're not doing that. But but those are the two main reasons that successful people use journaling. And the big thing with journaling, though, is we don't want to burn out. So I don't know how Darwin did it exactly, because he had, if he had a year of journals and then brought it down. But if you journal too much, you actually take away the benefit the mental health benefit of what's going on. So we don't want to go past about 20 minutes um, a day for mental health if we're journaling. 20 minutes a day of journaling. That's like... If you're a slow writer, it could be a paragraph. If you're a fast writer, it could be a couple pages. Well, that's the thing is we want to keep to about two to three sentences roughly. Wait, that's it? Uh-huh. 20 minutes to write two or three sentences. Those are some Shakespearean sentences if it takes <laughs> that are. long. Well, and you can draw in your journal. Oh, you can do lots of different things in your journal. Yeah. So, but but you, for- just, you just don't want to go on and on and on. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the, the there's two main benefits to journaling, and let me tell you what they are. Okay. So first, executive functioning practice. So this is this is actually really important because writing, and I'm talking about physically actually writing. So you can't type it on your computer or your iPad. You have to actually get a pencil out and write it on a paper. Right. You can journal that way, but the most effective for mental health is actually writing it. Okay, there's something about the writing it down on paper that processes in your brain differently than typing it yes and i was trying to differentiate if they have because they have like those tablets you can write oh yeah sure you know and so like you don't have to like if you're paper conscious or whatever okay um there's not enough studies to differentiate between the two okay okay that could work as well yeah it could work as well I, I, i don't i don't have the exact studies on that yeah but okay first it's the ability to learn emotional regulation and distress tolerance increase okay okay so you learn okay. distress tolerance and what was the other one? Um, emotional regulation. Emotional regulation. Right. So what they have found, so it decreases depressive symptoms, it, and it does across the board. It, not necessarily in everyone to the point of getting out of the depression diagnosis, but okay. enough to, to be a great it, coping it skill. It helps, and it, all it is is writing it down on a piece of paper one time a day. Yeah. So, I mean, why not do it? Yeah, exactly, okay. if it's helping. So it reduces intrusive thoughts and in, increases emotional regulation, so you're be- better able to think through that frontal lobe stays on when you're distressed. So you don't flip out at your family member or coworker. When they're chewing too loudly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It improves your working memory, which makes sense because you're recalling things and right. writing them down, right? So that that increases. Reduces symptoms of anxiety and depression before important events. So what this is is rumination relief. 
Okay. So, so before a big event, we tend to um, scenario it out in all different ways. And some people tend to be more positive and some people tend to be more negative. Um, but by journaling, it, it brings everything into the middle where you can write your fears, you can write your expectations, all of that. And you actually have a more accurate expectation of the outcome of said important event. So you're making honest assessments of where you're at and where you're going to be mm-hmm. instead of either grandiose thoughts or self-hate talk. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, which is what we want to start with. Yeah. Every action plan you do is good. do a good self-assessment. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, boosting mood and effect, which would make sense because if depressive, depressive symptoms are alleviated, anxiety as well, you're going to be in a better mood, obviously. Um, and enhancing general well-being and being able to be present. So they talk about how you can feel the pencil or the pen on the paper. It's actually a very mindful event and it engages a lot of the, the different parts of your brain. Really? Just like yeah. the friction of the of whatever medium you're using. Right. And that would be my question with the tablet because there is some friction, but it's not quite the same. And paper is not even right. all the time. And so you'll have like different tension, but then you in specifically with cursive, they found this with cursive because you have to make a, a very quick decision about how to do a certain letter. This is a continuation of each letter instead of stopping and starting all the time. Yeah. You, this is a graduate study in the works somebody yeah somebody who's in a a psychology graduate student like cursive on a tablet and see what's happening okay and then um lastly in this executive function exercise bracket we have it exercises both sides of the brain okay so like i said the entire brain is engaged but what happens is when you're exercising both sides of your brain they actually learn to communicate better Okay, so you link that that bridge between the two of them. Right. Do you have to write left-handed and then write right-handed and then left-handed again? No, but that would be amazing. It'd be probably even better. It'd be, yeah. Well, because, I mean, we've talked about how that increases your, um, your, uh, not tolerance. What is the word? I don't know. But, but your ability, if you use both hands, like if you brush your teeth with, with both hands, that kind of thing, your ability to refrain from something. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, we well, got off on a tangent. Totally a tangent. But, but it's, it's, very, it's very effective to, to get you to talk to both sides of your brain. And the reason why that's so important is because when we're making immediate decisions, um, both sides of the brain need to be able to communicate quickly. So we make a proper... Holistic dis- approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a proper... Executive or emergency decision. Okay, creative and logical can combine to give you your best options and outcomes. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. There we go. And then the second big benefit is the regulation reduction of cortisol. Okay. Because cortisol is a regular thing. Like we need cortisol to like wake up in the morning and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but the problem that is happening now is cortisol is happening all the time. We just have it too much. Yeah. Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yeah. So that's what's happening with cortisol? Yeah, exactly. What does cortisol do? It's a stress hormone. And it? It creates inflammation. Inflammation in our brain. Yes. Yeah. We don't want that. It's bad. Yeah. So long-term use of cortisol creates inflammation and it's just generally bad for your entire body, but specifically your brain. Swelling in your brain is bad. Okay. Just as a... Just as a side note. Um, So our cortisol starts to reduce and regulate itself. When we journal. When we journal. Okay. And by doing that, things like arthritis, asthma, can significantly go down to eliminate. Wait, so we're getting hand cramps from all this writing we're doing, and but that doesn't create arthritis in our hand? No. So so you're essentially saying that like... We're, or carpal tunnel from typing too much. Or yeah. we, don't, we don't type on it. We, we just, don't type. We, just we okay. don't type. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, um, that's 
an oversimplification of all of this, but just saying, because arthritis is swelling of the, the joints and the tissues, uh-huh. right? So by re- reducing all that inflammation, you have less arthritis, um, asthma, dementia, all that good stuff. Okay. okay it's so pretty just, awesome. You increase your health and reduce all these, these possible illnesses. Yes. Okay. Well, and, and the cool thing is, is that when you have reduced the inflammation in your body, uh-huh. your immune system can work effectively. So, oh, so yeah, because it, it does suppress your immune system when you're inflamed. Yeah, because it's battling everything because right. it doesn't know what is actually a problem and, and what is or isn't a problem, right? So right. by by doing that, it reduces the inflammation. Your body isn't freaking out all the time. So when you do get a, a cold bug that ends up in your system, it's like, boom, and it can go get it quickly instead and repair that gotcha, gotcha. without having to like deal with the entire system too. Okay. We only have a certain amount of immune soldiers, right? So use your cortisol appropriately, people, is yes. what you're telling us. Exactly. Okay. Makes and sense. the cool and overall bracket thing with this executive function exercise and with the cortisol regulation is it reduces the age of your brain. So your brain gets younger. Um, it so doesn't it's, go it's back in anti wrinkle cream for your brain. Doesn't exactly. your brain want more wrinkles? Doesn't that make you smarter when you have more wrinkles I don't in your think brain? That that's an actual so it's an thing. it's an extra wrinkler cream. Yeah. I guess it'd be anti wrinkle cream because it makes you younger and you're yeah. dumb when you're young. It's so like... it makes you dumber. <laughs> Journaling makes you dumber, people. Jesse no. said it here. No. Okay. But it really does. It makes your brain healthier. It makes your brain healthier in general. Your your it, brain it increases is... the longevity of your brain. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because your brain, if there's not a lot of swelling, everything is communicating. Makes sense. You have more things firing. The executive functioning is is working better. Your amygdala, which is the the big fight flight freeze sure. um, piece of your brain, um, doesn't need all those massive connections between everything because it knows when it's supposed to actually be activated. Your brain is is buff. It's a toned buff uh, brain. So that's why you need to exercise it. And journaling is actually one of the most effective ways to reduce the age of your brain. Okay. So journal to exercise your brain is what you're saying. Yep. Those, all those are the benefits. Yes. Whew, that was a lot on the science of, of journaling in our brain. I love it. I know. But so let's, real quick, let's get into a quick coffee segment, uh-huh. and then we're going to get back into the action plan. Oops. We're going to get back into the action plan, <laughs> and we're going to talk about your habit tracker and implementing this so we can actually start journaling for real. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee, trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes We're changing it up. Yeah. We're talking about writing and books and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So on our coffee segment, we're going to talk about coffee tables and coffee table books. What? Yeah, I'm, we're not even going to talk about coffee. You don't even That's... have to be drinking coffee to enjoy these nice things. Everybody loves a good coffee First table. First of all, coffee table. What? Where did the coffee table come from? You set your coffee on the I could, table. I couldn't find. I couldn't find a distinct like. Oh, in 1772, some guy invented like, the coffee the table. Coffee. Some people say it was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They say tea tables have been around for a long, long time. They just changed the name to a coffee table Ooh. when people started drinking coffee. Ouch. Some other people said they used to be really tall, and then they became kind of short, 17 or 18 inches with Japanese influence. It's all, it's all... Nobody knows. Apocryphal. No one, no one really knows. Well, and my question, what is it, what makes a coffee table book a coffee table book? Here you go. You oh, ready? Yay. So we're going to talk about coffee table books, because that was a little more succinct, according to this one article that I looked up. Um... <laughs> 
So uh, this, is, this is from Australian things. journalist Phyllis Steinano. Sorry, sorry, Phyllis. The journalist, Miss Phyllis. Miss Phyllis. Um, she said the honor goes to French humanist philosopher Michael de Montaigne. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one who invented the coffee table book. Oh. Well, he's, he kind of is the first literature that kind of hinted towards coffee tableness. And a coffee table book is just a book that sits on a table for most people to peruse that's more ornate in fashion. So it's pretty. It's a pretty book and that people lots can of people can, can open up when they are feeling uncomfortable. Nobody does it anymore because you got your cell phone. You, you pull your cell phone there. out of your pocket oh. and that's your coffee table book. Yeah. So your cell phone is a coffee table book. You should get some more depth and context into your cell phone. Yeah. But anyway, um, this um, Michael said, I am, and this was in 1580, and he wrote essays. And in one of his essays, he said, I am vexed that my essays only serve the ladies for a common movable, a book to lay in the parlor window. So it was like, hey, nobody's, nobody's reading your essays, buddy. Your essays are boring, but they're pretty smart. So I want people to know that I'm smart. So uh-huh. I'm going to put it in my window. When people come over, like, oh, you are reading Michael de Montaigne? And you're like, oh, of course I am. Like, I love his work. And everybody's like, no one reads his no. work. <laughs> and he's like, no one reads my work. But he was famous and he wrote stuff. Um, then 381 years later, the term, actual term coffee table book makes its debut in a 1961 issue of Arts Magazine. 1961? Uh-huh. And it's just a large, expensive book with many pictures that is typically placed on a table for people to look in a casual way. Hmm. That's it. Um, and then the coffee table book went under fire <gasps> in 2017. A publisher's weekly publisher person, I guess a journalist... She'd be a journalist. She would be a journalist. Bridget yeah. Winston Payne, um, or Bridget Watson Payne. Oh. She's a senior editor, and she says the coffee table book is uh, is a diminishing return. So why do we, or someone that loves us, spend a chunk of change, often a considerable one, on a heavy thing that just sits there in the middle of the living room, silently Whoa. proclaiming whoever walks by to people of taste and class. So depending on your coffee table book, if it's like, hey, this is the nickel nickel ads from the grocery store, you're like, yeah. This guy is thrifty and he saves and he's super, super no smart. No one's going to think that if that's on and your And if you have table. some super expensive photography book that's like, or probably fine arts book, oh, these are all the pictures of the fine artists of the Renaissance. Like, Maybe oh, he's, he's got to be classy. You are not classy. My nickel ads are way better. <laughs> that's all I got. That's what I got for the coffee segment. So it's kind of sad that that's not a thing anymore. We don't have coffee table books. We don't even have magazines in doctors' offices because of of because of the pandemic. Yeah. But I mean, it's so sad that we don't have like that that common thing. You should put this. Is what you do? Take your phone out next time. Put your phone on the coffee table. Unlock it and let whoever wants pick it up. <laughs> Just say like, yeah, peruse my photos, my emails, whatever you want. Because it's a common shared. Just this is the shared thing. cell phone. The mm-hmm. shared cell phone. I think it's a great idea. Let's start a movement. Hashtag. Share my phone. Share my phone. Um, so anyway, there you go. Quick coffee segment. Let's get back into journaling. Let's talk about the habit tracker and how we can implement journaling into our lives so we can become more successful. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Okay, so the habit tracker that I've been talking about. You can go to bluecloverthepy.com slash the morning struggle. Uh-huh. Just click on podcasts. And the, the habit tracker, by the time this airs, will be on the website. If it's not, message me and say like, sorry kind of deal message him message me message but anyway him. it'll be there so you can print it off you can create your own habit tracker too we talked about that in the back to basics uh, early morning wake up mm-hmm. but ha- like track your habits 
because you don't know how successful you have become unless you track your progress. Gotta well, track and it's, progress. it's been pretty valuable um, for us too to see what we're actually doing and what we're not doing because I thought we were pretty good at the early morning wake up. Right. And we realized, and you made a, you made sure that I knew that I snooze the button too much. You, you're a snoozer. I'm a snoozer. Yeah. But we've decided not to do that anymore. And so we just kind of let it play. Yep. And it, it works out okay, actually. Right. It's, it, you actually wake up. You, you do. And it's a much better thing to not hit the snooze. Just kind of let, we have an ambiance alarm with like the light and the birds, the birds chirping. Mm-hmm. We just let it go now and it's much easier to wake up. Yeah. But what's the first thing for journaling? You do yes. an honest self-assessment. So, like right now, this light is like, I was on the TVs now. Like I'm sweating. Look at this. <laughs> Look, I'm sweating. I'm like hot. The oh, heater turned on. I don't know what is going on, but that's my self-assessment. I am... I'm a, a mess. If I was on network television right now, they'd say, oh, we got to get rid of this guy. Who's this guy? <laughs> He's too sweaty. Well, first off, you have to know why you're journaling. Like Do an with, honest self-assessment yeah. and figure out why you're journaling. If you're going traveling uh-huh. and that's your goal, great. I think that's wonderful. But if you're doing it for mental health, which is what the majority of us are going to be doing, it falls back into those two brackets where it's this goal creation, problem solving, or it's mental clarity and stability. Problem solving or clarity. Mm-hmm. That's that's why you're journaling. You're trying to fix something or you're trying to clear and cope. Right. Okay. Ex- exactly. So the biggest barriers that we have to journaling is burnout. Okay. Like it's just too much? Like we don't... Well, and, and we it's like, oh, another task I have to do. And that's okay. why you don't want to go over 20 minutes... It's just like when you go to start going to the gym. It's like, hey, I haven't been to the gym in years. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a half hour because I don't want to go home so sore that I don't want to go back. Yes. Same with journaling. It's going to take you five minutes. You write a couple sentences. Yeah. Then you can kind of extract or expand on that. Yeah. And, and it's not like we've talked about meditation. With meditation, the more the better kind of a, a scenario, right? But okay. with journaling, not so much. So you don't want to go over those, you know, two to three sentences, 20 minutes. Um, if you go over... Um, like once a day, that's a problem. Oh, so just one time a day. Just one time a day. What if you're struck with inspiration? Well, then that could be just like a inspiration. Oh, it's part different in your journal. So I got my diary with my lock and my unicorn. (laughs) Then I got my inspiration pad. Mm -hmm. That's my inspirational thoughts. Yeah, people can see those things. And then I've got my human anatomy thing where I where I like track all my cadavers. Oh my god! Is that what we do? (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. I'm not Whoa. doing that. I'm not doing Whoa, that. Got that really weird. Yet. It got, right. <laughs> it got weird. Anyway, don't burn out. It's not Just good. Just don't burn out. Okay. Um, we say we don't have time. That is total crap. We're on our phones a lot. We do. We so, are on our phones. At, like, do screen time app. You're on your phone a lot. A lot. You can spare five minutes. T- five minutes to write a few sentences down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. So you have time just make it you have to make time okay Okay. uh formatting people get really funny about like making sure that it's a certain way or using a certain pen or that kind of thing try to set yourself up so it's going to be the least irritating to you i guess so apa format just like full college apa format with citations on your thing make it real or just whatever you want to do if you want it to be consistent if you want it to be free form just be okay that it's any any way you could do it. And it's going to, to mutate, if you will, okay. into different things. Because you can let do it, it in hieroglyphs. It doesn't matter how you do it. No, because okay. this is for your benefit. Right. I know that a lot of these people's, you know, famous people's journals end up in these amazing places. More than likely, no one's going to see your journal. What? Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I, I get offers all the time for vindication, mm-hmm. publication of this. Yeah. Syndication, not vindication. No one's like, I'm going to vindicate your journal. But they're going to syndicate it. That was, 
That was the word I was looking for. There okay. we go. Okay. And then um, last, we're, we're scared that someone's going to see it. Okay. So, um, and that's actually a pretty legitimate concern. Um, sure. Because I mean, all your your thoughts are going to be ending up in very, this journal. Very vulnerable stuff in that journal. Yeah. If you if you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. If you're like if you're just kind of doing the Winston Churchill thing, like I'm an amazing leader. And you're like, okay, Winston, whatever. Yep. If you're like, hey, these are my vulnerabilities. This is how I feel today for real. Yeah. It, it could be kind of kind of delicate. Yeah. And with journaling, because you're the only one who's going to see it or whatever, you can get rid of those entries as soon as you write them. Oh, so you can like write them, tear them up, put them in the garbage, yeah, or burn them, or burn whatever you want to them. Do. You can put them in the oh, don't put them in the ocean. The don't ocean already has enough. Jeez, has enough Just litter. Throw your garbage in the ocean, <laughs> so says <whatever>. Jesse. <laughs> so okay, but you can anyway, get rid of them. You don't you have to can, keep them. No, you don't have to keep them. Now, some people use it for reflection purposes. If that's the case, figure out a, a place to put it where it's a safekeeping, okay. and you can even tell people, hey, this is going to be a huge violation of my boundaries if you read my journal. So do not read my journal. All right. Okay. So, so I mean, there's there's steps you can take if it's a really, really big concern. I would rather that you journal and get rid of it than not journal at all. All right. So cool? at, least, at least journal. Okay. Yeah. So the, some ideas for how you want to journal, because I started back journaling again. Um, have you started yet? Nope. But no. I will. Okay. I will. So I started back up and a lot of mine, I like um, graphics and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm not good at drawing. So <laughs> so I've made like a template, right? Okay. So I can like doodle stuff and everything like that. So I can like track. Like a paint by number kind of thing? Kind of, like yeah. You get a, like, like, a, like you put something on the page and then you color it in? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, what I did, and I, you watched me do this. Oh, yeah. Didn't, you, yeah you did yeah. like a, a, a pie a, chart. Yeah. It's a, but it's not a pie chart. It was a it pie was chart. A, it was supposed to be the moon, but it's not. It's a pie chart. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a circle, and it's it's cut into a bunch of pieces, and then I'm going to color those in according to what skills I'm using, like early morning wake up or the meditation, that kind of thing, because I like being able to visually see it. But that was a, that was a journal entry for you. Yeah, for me that's a journal entry because you're essentially putting in your thoughts onto paper. Yeah, because I okay. felt this way, I did this. Even though it's, it was a picture. Yeah, it was a, a graphic, I should say. Yeah, it's okay. not a pie chart; it's a moon. Yeah. So okay. Back off. Yeah. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. So so you can here's some ideas for for you doing it. You can do it drawing, like I did. Okay. And it was amazing. Um, we're, we're trying to stay away from recording events unless that's your actual goal. Okay. Okay. So more of an emotion talk. Um, we're noting ideas, dreams, goals, planning future life events that we want to kind of see happen. You can also do a gratitude journal where it's like three things that we are grateful for okay. a day. That's a very, especially if we're, if we're having a lot of negative self-talk or negative vibe around hating the world, you that kind of thing. Replace with some positive talk. Yeah, exactly. And, and okay. the, it, it goes that way. You can also do the emotion and logic brain kind of stuff where I have people split the paper down the middle and you take a problem, whatever that is, and you take the, uh, you write down all the emotional elements of it, all of the logical, rational elements of it. Okay. And then you come to a conclusion because you can see them all on paper. Okay. So these so are just whatever. like a lot of different ways you can journal. Yeah. It, and, and it doesn't matter. Can, it really you can doesn't. Try, you can try them all. You can yeah. just pick one. It, do, it doesn't matter. It's just because no, it's just the action of journaling is what provides that benefit. Yeah. Not necessarily how you do it. Some are probably better than others, I'm guessing. I, I You know what? But it's everybody's so individual. Okay. So, so it's, it, it's, it's really not. It's kind of up to you. It doesn't matter. To get the max benefit for all of this, um, we only want to do this once a day max um, and kind of a minimum of three times a week is kind of a good way. So okay. in a perfect world, you're doing it every day and that's kind of ma like max benefit. But at least three times a week, yeah. less than 20 minutes. 
Not more than that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, no. Oh, ooh. Okay. So the when to journal is one of the questions like I was Like time of day to journal? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what's interesting is that our prefrontal cortex is most active 10 minutes before we go to bed and 10 minutes after we wake up. So the first thing you do or the last thing you do? Yeah. Okay. And and that's where we get like, when you you know when you lay in bed and you're ruminating on all the things and mm-hmm. we're like, I can't go to sleep. Um, your prefrontal cortex essentially is just running through your entire day. Oh. And so that, that 10 minutes, and if it goes past 10 minutes, then it turns into different stuff. But around that 10 minutes, if you're ruminating, your brain really likes completing cycles. Right. So it, if it doesn't get that time to like do something with that information, it, it will be upset and kind of spin throughout the night, right? Okay. So journaling at night, if you have rumination at night, is actually an excellent thing because it, it completes that cycle because that information has been put down on the page. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. whatever those thoughts are that are racing through your mind, just put them down real quick. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something groundbreaking. It could just be whatever it is just racing through your mind. Yep. And then you've essentially journaled. You've let your mind complete a cycle mm-hmm. and you can go to sleep. Yep. And you can wake up early. Yep. Oh it, my God. See these, oh, these come back around. It's a full circle. It's a full circle. It's a full moon pie chart yeah, every a- <laughs> single time. So <laughs> it's not a pie chart. Yeah, it's okay. It is a pie chart. <laughs> and then um, last, I would like you to reflect whether you actually have your journals still or if you have gotten rid of them, just kind of how it's been. So okay. uh, probably once a week, just kind of touch base and then once a month and touch base. And the whole idea is just, it's just reassessment. And every every habit that we do where we start to implement, we should reassess it every so often to see how it's going and what the benefits are because that's really the only way that we're gonna keep doing it. Okay, so, so. journal for problem solving, mental clarity, or tr- essentially tracking your expeditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once a day, no more. 20 minutes, no more. Mm-hmm. You can do a little bit less. Yeah. Try to make sure it's handwritten because because mm-hmm. the cognition. Yep. Do it right before bed or right as you wake up. Mm-hmm. And essentially, then your your journals will be in a museum somewhere someday. Exactly. And they'll say, this is what life was like in the 21st century. <laughs> in a lead box because we're going to have some radiation for sure. In the middle. That happens. So anyway, so there you go. So start waking up early. Start meditating. Start journaling. And also stay tuned for our fourth and final installment of the Back to Basics of Morning Struggle Podcast. But we really do want to say thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been awesome for us. Hopefully it's awesome for you. And let's all go out there and build a better you. Thanks, guys.